Stick this in your ear. The number one, the number one internet shock radio network. Shock me, shock me, shock me with that deviant behavior. Renegade, Renegade Talk Radio. You're tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome to the American Journal, folks. I'm your host today, Chase Geyser, filling in for the great baby daddy Harrison Smith. We've got a lot to cover today. Today we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on in Ukraine and the Pentagon Papers that have revealed that our government has been lying to us about the health of that war, about the potential for victory in that space. After we do that, we're going to go over what's going on with Taiwan and China and talk a little bit about what China may be doing internationally in order to strategically set itself up for a successful invasion of Taiwan. We're going to talk a little bit about the European and overall international decoupling of these international foreign economies from the U.S. dollar, what's causing that, why that's happening, and what the implications are for the United States. And we're going to talk a little bit about the fact that apparently we're no longer in a COVID emergency anymore. Twitter's no longer Twitter. Democrats are leaving their party. What AI is going to do to jobs in the United States and the perpetual FBI espionage of the American people. It's fascinating to me when we think about what's going on with Ukraine and how we hear time and time again from the media that victory is imminent, that Ukraine is always on the brink of another offensive. They're always talking about preparing for an offensive, preparing for an offensive. And it's funny to me because we always hear that Ukraine is winning, 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 and constantly if you go on Twitter or any major feed, you'll see picture after picture of a new Ukrainian who's been killed in battle. Or you'll hear a news report that Ukraine is winning, winning, winning in Bakhmut, but then you look at footage of Bakhmut and you see time and time again that it is reduced to rubble. And I can't understand how it is that a country can be winning a war yet simultaneously faced with continual and progressive destruction time and time again. I was doing some research kind of preparing for the show today, and I was fascinated to look at some old footage that we'll go into of Zelensky during the 2014 coup in Ukraine in which he was installed. And his rhetoric really has changed quite a bit since he was simply a candidate for leader of Ukraine to today, where he's pretty much reversed all of his previously outspoken policies on Ukraine and Russia and East Ukraine and what that means for his country. And it seems to me that what we're seeing is an example of someone who is hyper-leveraged by the United States. I no longer think of Zelensky as an autonomous Nazi sympathizer so much as I do as someone who is intimidated and scared of the United States. He knows exactly what happens when the United States is unhappy with the leadership in Ukraine. There is typically a coup and an ousting. And I think that all of his actions 
throughout this last year and the months prior to it have been as a result of his intimidation. He's intimidated by the United States. And I think these Pentagon Papers, which we're going to dive into a little bit in the next segment, really go to show what the intentions are of the United States in Ukraine, what the desired outcome is, and really just how dishonest our government is with us as to what is really going on. Time and time again, we hear of things like Russian propaganda and how, how, how bad this Russian disinformation is. But really, in the United States, we are victims of disinformation on a massive scale from our own government. And time and time again, we hear from our leaders how important it is that we protect our democracy. But how is it that a populist can vote reasonably for its leaders if it's not informed? If we're constantly being lied to, how is it that we are educated enough to vote for who should lead us? Stay tuned, folks. We'll be back after this break to dive into what's really going on in Ukraine. And we'll be taking your calls in the second hour. Listening to the American Journal with your host, Chase Geyser. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back to the American Journal, folks. A lot going on this week with these Pentagon files being leaked. Let's start off this segment by going into this tweet that I saw from Mario Knopfel. He says, hashtag Pentagon files. The leaks from the Pentagon have been monumental, expected at over 100 documents. The first batch of intel states that Ukrainians killed in action outnumber Russians 4 to 1, significantly higher than the 50% more Russian casualties mentioned by Western officials and the media. Furthermore, Ukraine's medium to high air defense is almost depleted. SA-10 and SA-11 make up 89% of Ukrainian air defense. They ran out of SA-11 on the 31st of March, 2023, and they believe they will run out of SA-10 on the 2nd of May, 2023. In brief, the Ukrainian military could be in a significantly worse position than NATO admits. Do the Pentagon files show Russia with the upper hand? Have the documents been altered by the Russians? Now, I want to show this next clip. This is going to be uh, clip 10 with John Kirby in the context of this tweet from Mario. Go ahead and play clip 10 if you can. Again, without confirming the validity of the documents, this is information that has no business in the public domain. It has no business, if you don't mind me saying, uh, on the pages of, uh, of uh, front pages of, of newspapers or on television. It is not intended for public uh, consumption, uh, and it should not be out there. So we have John Kirby there talking about these Pentagon leaks themselves. And it's funny because my understanding is that the government did admit that the documents were legitimate, but simultaneously suggested that the numbers had been altered in some way to improve the 
quality, or excuse me, the, the, the number of casualties uh, or, or increase the number of casualties for the Ukrainians. But what's interesting about these documents is, as I understand them, these are top-secret documents that are not for any foreign intelligence. And if the Russians altered them, that means that somehow the Russians were able to obtain the originals and then alter them. So they successfully have spies in place to take these documents and manipulate them. I honestly think that what we're seeing here is an example of our intelligence community administering disinformation to the people of the United States. I think what happened here is we have a disgruntled employee in the Department of Defense who is leaking these documents to expose the truth to the American people in a Snowden-like style of what is going on in Ukraine, the reality of the war, the failure of the war, and the fact that Ukraine is being brutalized and losing this war. They've leaked these documents, and now what's happening is the intelligence community is doing damage control. And they're lying to us, the American people, as they so often do, by saying that the numbers have been altered as part of a Russian disinformation ploy. I want to play next clip five of Colonel Douglas McGregor talking about the war in Ukraine. Go ahead, play clip five. Listen, I don't know that Ukraine will even exist as a nation state by the end of 2023. I think it's essentially a dead issue right now. Conditions inside Ukraine are horrific. The losses are horrific. We simply lie. We don't tell the truth. The New York Times, the Washington Post, the Wall Street Journal, the Telegraph in England, whatever you want to want to pick out as a as a newspaper or a, a news outlet in the West is has assimilated the, the narrative that comes out of Langley and London and MI6. The Ukrainians are winning. The Ukrainians are well, they can still win. They can still win. Well, uh things aren't going well, but they can still win. And eventually it'll be. Uh, we, we no longer have contact with anyone in Kiev. So it seems the only way to get information like this, information as to what is actually happening in Ukraine, is to go to alternative media sources like podcasts or conversations with people like Douglas McGregor. And we see that the inside information is that this war is not going well for Ukraine. So we have the Pentagon coming out, we have the, the intelligence community coming out and saying that these numbers are exaggerated in these Pentagon leaks. But the fact of the matter is that experts who have inside knowledge as to what's really going on in Ukraine, who aren't leveraged or paid off by the mainstream media, have been telling the truth for months and months and months that Ukraine is, is losing this war. And they'll tell you, just as anybody else would tell you, that the, the war hasn't gone swimmingly for the Russians by any means. But at no point in, in time throughout the history of this war were the Russians losing the war. They just weren't winning as quickly as they had initially anticipated. Now, I want to show you a clip of Zelensky from years ago talking a little bit about his policies, his beliefs as to Ukraine and how to treat the ethnic Russians in Ukraine from back in, I believe, 2014. This is clip four of Zelensky speaking about the Russian language use in Ukraine. So he says in East Ukraine and in Crimea, people want to speak Russian. Leave them alone. Just leave them alone. Legally provide them the right to speak Russian. Language should never divide our country. 
I'm of Jewish heritage, I speak Russian, and I'm a citizen of Ukraine. I love this country and I don't want to be a part of another. Russia and Ukraine are brotherly people. I know many millions, thousands of people who live in Russia and who are wonderful. We are one color, one blood. We understand each other, irrespective of language. So this is a much different song than Zelensky sings today with things like outlawing the use of the Russian language and silencing political opposition, silencing certain cultural aspects of the ethno-Russians in Ukraine in the context of, of course, this invasion and the civil war that's been going on for years and years in Ukraine. And the funny thing about this is we often think that, okay, this is the leftists in our government who are continuously pushing, funding this war and perpetuating this this military industrial complex gold mine that is the slaughter of the Ukrainian people by the Russians. And it's really not just a matter of Democrats supporting Ukraine. We've seen this time and time again with, with our Republican leaders. And so those of you who voted, like I did, for Republicans in the midterm with some sort of hope that a victory would result in a less interventionist approach to the war in Ukraine – should really take another look at our leaders here. Let's take a look at clip number six of rhinos supporting the war in Ukraine and let that inform how we feel about our Republican leaders. I want to play something that uh, Speaker McCarthy said because he, it, it seemed to at least shift a perception of where he is on the issue of Ukraine. Let me play it. I think what's happening in Ukraine is an atrocity. And I think Ukraine, not just Ukraine, the world has to win there. What Russia has done is wrong. In a phrase that I use a blank check, I use that for anything. I look at every dollar uh, of taxpayers that we would use. But the one thing I know that in Ukraine, we have to win because it also would uh, save Taiwan at the same time. Uh, are you reassured now and should the Ukrainians, should President Zelensky be reassured that House Republicans are not going to stand in the way of more aid to Ukraine. You know, I traveled with uh, Kevin, uh, Speaker McCarthy, to Poland, Romania. He's always uh, believed this, felt this way. Uh, When you're over here, Czech, when you talk to, and I've talked to the the prime ministers and the presidents of Japan, you know, South Korea, Taiwan, uh, what's happening in Ukraine uh, will determine what happens uh, in Taiwan and the Pacific. I think the prime minister of Japan going down to Ukraine Mm -hmm. to signal uh, their support. And he said himself, what happens in Ukraine today will happen in the Far East tomorrow. I believe the best deterrence uh, to Chairman Xi is a failure for uh, Putin in Ukraine. We're going to talk more about what's going on in Ukraine and how it branches out into what's going on with Taiwan and China in the next segment. While we're at break, make sure you check out the Turbo Turbo Force Plus from InfoWars Life. We've got a great new product, which I'll tell you more about in the segments to come. Visit InfoWarsStore.com and check it out. Stick with us. We'll be going more into this after the break. Hydrofluorosilicic acid is the third most deadly acid on Earth. And they've got our children drinking that. This is a psychotic death cult, period, case closed, out to get you and your family. We sell the Alexa Pure Breeze made by the My Patriot Supply Ready Hour Group. It's been around about 15 years, became the biggest company in the last six. They went out, hired engineers, reverse engineered the fancy best water filter system out there that sells for twice the price, and they made it as good in all the studies. It reduces things to non-detectable levels, thousands of chemicals. 
but you can go pay two or three times. There's four or five other filters out there that are just as good. We sell the very best, highest grade water filtration system for half the price of the leading competitor. And the media says we're bad and a cult for telling you you should filter your water. You should also filter your shower water. That's another way you absorb this crap. But but I'm done talking about that. The point is you can get the filters at InfoWarsStore.com. They're discounted right now. Finally back in stock. Ladies and gentlemen, this book, The Great Reset and the War for the World, is a historic book that documents the globalists in their own words plan for our future. That is a hellish future. Now, you'll be always, while they still allow books, I guess, they're starting to ban them, be able to get an unsigned copy of The Great Reset and the War for the World at bookstores, Amazon, or InfoWarsStore.com. But you will never be able to get another signed copy of the book after the signed copies we got run out. And there's about a thousand left of them right now. So get your copy of The Great Reset and The War for the World, a signed copy at InfoWarsStore.com. And there is a markup there because this is a fundraiser to keep us on the air. So you won't just have this historic memento and this powerful book. You'll also know that you help keep InfoWars on the air. I'm going to thank those of you that have gotten signed copies of the book or unsigned copies. But I want to encourage all of you who haven't yet to go to InfoWarsStore.com and get a signed copy and buy a couple of unsigned copies and donate them to the library or give them to the local school. This is an InfoWar. I'm counting on you, and thank you for your support. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. To the American Journal, folks. We are here live at band.video on the brink of World War III. We see that China is increasing its rhetoric and behavior, confronting as if it is on the brink of an invasion of Taiwan. Ever since its inception, the CCP has claimed that Taiwan, which it refers to as Chinese Taipei, is actually a rebellion faction of China and does not even acknowledge it as its own sovereign nation. Of course, Taiwan has been our ally for many years and the United States has consistently positioned itself as if it would defend Taiwan were there to be an aggressive act or a military action by the hands of the Chinese Communist Party. Now we're in a situation here in the United States and worldwide, frankly, where the vast majority of these computer chips that are cutting-edge technology are produced in Taiwan. And so if China were to take Taiwan, it would have a hold of that entire industry. And if we were simultaneously in war with China during that time, then, of course, it would dramatically reduce the United States' ability to import this technology for either private or military use. I know that many of these chips, these semiconductors, are used for high-speed trading and other very high-demand use cases as these are the fastest chips in the world. But for China, it's not just about technology. It is about a principle, and the principle being that those who rebel against the Chinese Communist Party will ultimately face the justice of the Chinese Communist Party. I want to play clip nine about China's recent preparations for war with Taiwan. Go ahead.
We see here that China is preparing for war with Taiwan. Whether it actually will launch an invasion or an assault on Taiwan is another matter, but it has explicitly stated that it is ready to do such a thing. And as we see that China is preparing for a potential aggressive act against Taiwan, we notice that this is all in the context of the war in Ukraine, a war in which the United States is spending at a faster rate in aid for Ukraine than it spent on its own wars in the Middle East for the last 20 years. So while the United States sends all of its munitions, all of its equipment, vast amounts of monetary resources to Ukraine, it puts China in an increasingly better position to act against Taiwan because, as you know, you are not to fight a war on two fronts. It's an old rule of war, and we will not have the capacity to defend Taiwan and simultaneously aid Ukraine. So while we pump our resources and our time and our energy and our focus into Ukraine because of these money laundering political insiders, Taiwan becomes more and more vulnerable. Meanwhile, we see China try to exacerbate this weakness or this vulnerability of the United States by strategically approaching and developing relationships with who we thought were our allies. Let's take a look at what President Macron has recently done with clip eight. Macron posted this video on his Twitter account. His visit with President Xi. After which he basically stated that France would be coupling itself from the United States and have a neutral approach regarding Taiwan should there be a conflict. So we see here that the weaker the United States becomes, more rapidly her allies scatter to Ukraine. Je crois très profondément à l'amitié entre la Chine et la France, à la coopération entre nos entreprises, nos entrepreneurs. Il a dit des trucs qui, qui laissent normalement bâtir quelque chose. Notre volonté est évidemment de pouvoir faire respecter le droit international. C'est plutôt de vrai à la paix et la stabilité de la défense de nos intérêts. Évidemment, on ne va pas négocier la paix pendant ce voyage, que les conditions ne sont pas réunies. Et la Chine a manifesté une volonté d'être engagée dans un processus. Les temps sont inquiétants. Le tragique est revenu dans notre histoire. Je pense que notre devoir, c'est de ne céder à aucune facilité et de savoir à chaque fois construire une paix juste. Nous avons une responsabilité, Chine et France. Nous avons une capacité à relever les grands défis du siècle qui est devant nous et à conjurer les fatalités qu'on veut déjà écrire pour nous. Et ça, c'est un peu le devoir aussi de votre génération. Not only has France buddied up with China, but we see actions happening all over the globe in terms of the power dynamic shifting among our allies and our enemies, seemingly in favor of China and Russia. Let's take a look at clip number 11, where we can see some examples of other nations decoupling themselves from the U.S. economy, from the U.S. dollar. 
Today, Brazil, in our hemisphere, largest country in the Western Hemisphere, south of us, cut a trade deal with China. They're going to, from now on, do trade in their own currencies, get right around the dollar. They're creating a, a secondary economy in the world, totally independent of the United States. We won't have to talk about sanctions in five years because there'll be so many countries transacting in currencies other than the dollar that, that we won't have the ability to sanction. Traditionally, our allies have leaned on the United States' ability to sanction our enemies. And we see here that if the, United, if the United States is no longer the reserve currency, if the U.S. dollar is no longer the reserve currency of the world, that's going to drastically reduce the, the effect of sanctions on foreign nations. We are no longer going to have simple sanction leverage over our enemies or our allies and the only way that we'll be able to force the hand of our international neighbors is going to be through military action should we see a decoupling of these nations continue in the way that it has been going regarding the U.S. dollar. And I think that uh, Vivek Ramaswamy really nailed it when he talks about how a weak United States is the United States that loses, enemy, loses allies. Stick with us. We're going to be talking more about this in the next segment. We will be taking your calls in the next hour as well. But before we go to this break, I do want to talk a little bit about the Turbo Force Plus from InfoWars Life. When it comes to regaining energy, convenience is key. Sure, coffee, candy, and other highly sugar-filled products can give us a short boost, but the crash is always the strongest downside. That's why our team of scientists worked with the InfoWars crew to create a powerhouse mixable energy formula. With the addition of Alpha GPC to our original Turbo Force, we are taking Turbo Force Plus to the next level. This advanced formula can help support increased focus and energy. Make sure you check it out at InfoWarsStore.com and stick with us, folks. We'll be back. I've got some good news. Our high-quality supplements really work, and we have about an 80% reorder rate with customers. That's the good news. They're amazing. The bad news is around 1% or a little less of our actual viewers and listeners ever go to InfoWarsStore.com and ever actually buy the products. So you're missing out on these products, plus it funds the InfoWar. Think of what we've done with just 1% of our massive audience actually buying products. Think what would happen if those of you on the fence actually went to InfoWarsStore.com and got some of these amazing products. I would recommend Turmeric 95 for your joints, your bones, inflammation to get one of the biggest effects so you reorder it and see how great it is. Also, we've got the super high quality full spectrum CBD oil that's so good for your neurological systems, your brain, your joints, your bones as well. Or Real Red Pill Plus. Just go try the product, fund the InfoWar, and help us defeat the new order together. InfoWarsStore.com Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back to The American Journal, folks. I'm your guest host today, Chase Geyser, filling in for the great... Harrison Smith, hard shoes to fill. We're all excited to have him back in the studio, but congratulate him on the birth of his daughter. I want to start this segment by talking about this tweet that I saw from Insider Paper. Just in, 
President of Egypt, one of America's closest allies in the Middle East and a major recipient of U.S. aid, recently ordered subordinates to produce up to 40,000 rockets to be covertly shipped to Russia, according to a leaked U.S. intelligence document, the Washington Post reports. This, of course, begs the question, why is it that everywhere we turn, whether it's Brazil or France or Egypt, our allies seem to be abandoning us and betraying us behind our backs? Well, I think the answer is probably the fact that we consistently put our allies in compromising positions and we leverage our power via sanctions or other economic means over our allies against them and consistently blackmail them and abuse them. I want to watch this clip from just before Russia invaded Ukraine, clip 01, of Biden talking about the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. Uh, the, the border of Ukraine, uh, again, then uh, there, will be, uh, we, there will be no longer a Nord Stream 2. We, we will bring an end to it. What do, what, how, will you, how will you do that? Exactly, since the project and control of the project is within Germany's control. We will, uh, I promise you, we'll be able to do it. So Germany, a supposed ally of the United States, someone we're happy to help and support by all means necessary, someone who overlooks the Nord Stream 2 pipeline and is reliant on it, is asking us here, asking Biden here in this video, how could you possibly shut down the Nord Stream 2 pipeline? It's, it's not in your jurisdiction. It's the United States. And, of course, we know that it was exploded after the invasion of Ukraine. And here in clip two, which I want to show next, Biden denies the responsibility for the pipeline. Let's play that. You also asked me uh, earlier about the pipeline. And let me say this. It was... Uh, a deliberate act of sabotage, and now the Russians are pumping out disinformation and lies. We work with our allies to get to the bottom exactly what it, precisely what happened, and as at my direction, I've already begun to help our allies enhance the protection of this critical infrastructure. And at the appropriate moment, when things calm down, we're going to be sending divers down to find out exactly what happened. We don't know that yet exactly, but. It, we're not just don't listen to what Putin is saying. What he's saying, we know is not true. So here we have President Biden in the first clip bragging about the fact that if Russia were to invade Ukraine, which of course it eventually did, the United States would see to it that the pipeline was shut down. And then, of course, when pressed on that issue, he said, oh, we'll find a way to do it. And then, of course, this invasion happens. And the pipeline spontaneously explodes. Russia, of course, comes out and accuses the United States of being responsible for disabling the pipeline. And the Biden administration says that this is Russian disinformation. So you said you were going to do it, and then you lied about whether you did it. We obviously destroyed the pipeline. We obviously attacked it. And so which is it? Is, is Biden lying when he says that we didn't do it, or was he lying when he said that we would do it? He's sort of caught here in a catch-22. He lied no matter which way you spin it. And so, of course, our allies betray us behind our back constantly. 
because we are not loyal to our allies. This, this was a major disruption to the economy of Germany, to the energy supply of Germany. The German people suffered economically. They suffered with their energy throughout this winter because of this disruption. This was not something that was just a simple sanction or slap in the face to Putin or Russia. This is something that harmed our allies. And then we denied that we were responsible for it, even though we'd previously bragged about doing it. I want to show clip 03 next, a little bit of journalism on what this, this attack on Nord Stream 2 really was. This morning, Seymour Hirsch published a new piece of investigative journalism on his own substack, and it's called How America Took Out the Nord Stream Pipeline. And in this report, he details down to the exact specifics of how this attack was carried out. This was a major act of international terrorism by the United States. It's funny because at first people didn't think that this story was accurate. In fact, a number of news organizations called the greatest journalist alive and said, Cy, did you write this story? And he said, yeah, of course I wrote it. And if you need a reminder of President Biden calling for the end of the Nord Stream pipeline. Here is President Biden talking about how we'll put an end to it no matter what. Watch. If Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the, uh, the, the border of Ukraine again, then uh, there, will be, uh, we, there will be no longer a Nord Stream 2. We, we will bring an end to it. There you have it, folks. The United States said that it would disrupt the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. Then when it finally did, it lied about it and said that the Russians were lying by accusing us. And finally, we see here that it was actually an act of international terrorism. And it's no surprise, really, that our government would betray its allies who rely on the pipeline because our government is constantly betraying us. And we're going to go into more detail about this in the next segment where I want to talk a little bit about some of the recent revelations regarding the FBI's espionage on the American people and Other examples, like the fact that the Biden administration actually was behind the Mar-a-Lago raid and the new documents that have come out showing that to be the case. And so it's no wonder that we would betray our allies because our government is constantly spying on and lying to and betraying its very own people. So why is it that anyone would put their faith in the government of the United States of America? And I know people often get confused because... We're all patriots here. I love my country. But I believe firmly that there is a difference between America and the United States. I feel a devoted loyalty to America. But to the government of the United States, who constantly betrays our people, our neighbors, our families, us, who takes our money by force via taxation, constantly increasing taxes, Not to mention the fact that they tax us indirectly via constantly inflating the currency and printing millions upon millions of dollars, billions, trillions upon trillions of dollars, reducing the buying power of this money so that they can allocate more of it for themselves, and then takes the proceeds of that money to fund hundreds of millions, hundreds of billions of dollars to Nazi regimes in Ukraine— and then works to perpetuate the crisis or the conflict so that, it can, so that it can continue to profit off of the, the war by selling arms, by lining the pockets of the political industrial complex, the military industrial complex. 
we are in an abusive relationship with our government folks. And frankly, our allies seem to be in an abusive relationship with our government. And that's why from Brazil to Egypt to France, we are seeing them slip between our fingers. And the more arrogant our leaders become, the more stubborn they become, the tighter they grasp at power, the more it slips through their fingers. And the tighter they have to grasp, the weaker they seem. Stick with us, folks. We will be taking calls in the next hour. Make sure you call in 877-789-2539. Call in 877-789-2539. After the next segment, I will be taking your calls. I want to hear what you think about everything that we've covered so far today, starting with updates in Ukraine and what's really going on there, all the way to China and Taiwan. Do you think that China will invade Taiwan within the next four years? I want to hear what you think about our international allies decoupling themselves from the U.S. dollar. Whether you think this is a coordinated effort by the CCP to put the United States in a more vulnerable position. Stick with us, folks. Visit InfoWarsStore.com, and we'll be right back. They decided to not perp walking, not put him in handcuffs, not do a mugshot, because they knew that that would help Trump. Didn't they know this would backfire? We were waiting for the mugshot. We learned today they wouldn't have it, so we've made our own. And it says political prisoner with an image of President Trump. The shirt is being printed now in Texas. It'll be shipping out to you in one week. Political prisoner with Trump on the front there in a mugshot jail background. It's a fundraiser shirt. It says Infowars.com on the back of the shirt. We also have Alex Jones for president. No, I'm not running for president. It's a really nice navy blue, high quality shirt, red, white, and blue. Alex Jones for president. 2024, it's a fun conversational piece and a limited edition shirt. Great way to fund the operation. So get your Alex Jones for President and Trump mugshot shirts at InfoWarsStore.com or by calling toll-free 888-253-3139. I have been in a 28-year marathon battle with the globalists. I have come from nowhere to the very heights of politics, not just in America, but in the world. We are engaging the globalists at point-blank range in the information war. But I don't deserve the credit. Yes, I've persevered. But the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason we've had the success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the new world order we've ever had. We are now entering the final mile of the marathon. And that's why today it's more important than ever to realize how important you've been in this fight and to continue in the efforts you've been carrying out and to intensify them. God bless you all. I salute you. I thank you. And I beg you to intensify what you're doing now because we are over the target and history is happening. The fight is my fight. It's your fight. It's our fight. God bless you all. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. You're tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Chase Geyser. Watch it live right now at band.video. Back to the American Journal, folks. This segment, we are going to be complaining incessantly about the FBI. 
guest host today, Chase Geyser, filling in for the great Harrison Smith. Next hour, we will be taking your calls, so make sure you call in 877-789-2539. Let us know what you think about the show so far, what your thoughts are on all of these items that we've been covering. I want to start this segment with this tweet from Representative Jim Jordan. He says, we now know the FBI, relying on information derived from at least one undercover employee, sought to use local religious organizations as, quote, new avenues for tripwire and source development. Basically, the FBI is planting agents inside of churches to spy on Americans and entrap them. It says here in this letter from the House of Representatives dated April 10th, 2023, Dear Director Ray, the Committee on the Judiciary is conducting oversight of the Federal Bureau of Investigations handling of domestic violent extremism investigations against Catholic Americans and its effect on protected First Amendment activity. Based on the limited information produced by the FBI to the committee, we now know that the FBI relied on at least one undercover agent to produce its analysis, and that the FBI proposed that its agents engage in outreach to Catholic parishes to develop sources among the clergy and church leadership to inform on Americans practicing their faith. This shocking information reinforces our need for all responsive documents And the committee is issuing a subpoena to you to compel your full cooperation. Now, I'm very interested in the way that this is worded. And I haven't read the entire document here. It's just about two pages long. But the fact that we see here that the FBI was specifically targeting Catholic parishes, which I find very interesting, to develop sources among the clergy and church leadership implies to me that the FBI was approaching priests, deacons, pastors, whoever listens to confessions, and asking them to disclose what Catholics were confessing during the sacrament of confession, which of course is supposed to be confidential in between you and God through this intermediary that is the priest. That seems to me to be the reason that they were targeting Catholic parishes specifically because parishioners of Catholic churches disclose their secrets and their sins to the church leadership via confession. It's part of the religion, which ought to be protected under the First Amendment, not just because it's freedom of speech, but because it's freedom of religion itself. So now we have an instance of the FBI and the United States government exploiting a feature of a religion in order to compromise the freedoms of the American people who practice that religion. He goes on to say, we've repeatedly sought information from the FBI relating to a January 23, 2023 document generated by the Richmond field office entitled interest of racially or ethnically motivated violent extremists in radical traditionalist Catholic ideology almost certainly presents new mitigation opportunities course leave it to the fbi to label something as a run-on sentence like that in this document the fbi purported to categorize catholic americans based on theological distinctions and relied on the southern poverty law center to suggest that certain kinds of catholic americans may be domestic terrorists on february 16th 23 we first wrote to you requesting documents and information to inform our oversight 
After receiving no response, we reiterated our outstanding requests in a subsequent letter dated March 20th, 23. The limited information that was provided to the committee makes clear that we must possess all responsive material without redactions. From this selective production, we know that the FBI, relying on information derived from at least one undercover employee, sought to use local religious organizations as new avenues for tripwire and source development. For example, in a section of the document entitled Opportunities, the FBI wrote, in addition to redaction, engage in outreach to the leadership of other Society of St. Pius X chapels in the FBI Richmond area of responsibility to sensitize these congregations to the warning signs of radicalization and to enlist their assistance to serve as suspicious activity tripwires. So now we have the FBI approaching parishes, potentially trying to make informants out of the leadership of these parishes regarding confessions, and encouraging parishioners, the people who you hold hands with when you say the Lord's Prayer, to spy on you, to listen to you, and then subsequently to inform on you should you say anything that approaches radicalization. Should you say anything off-color or that might indicate extremism? I don't know about you, but to me, this does not sound like the United States of America where a government agency would go and approach churchgoers and ask them to inform on one another. First of all, I find it ridiculous to, to propose the notion that domestic terrorism, radical right-wing extremism is even remotely close to the top of list of the greatest national security threats in the United States. And then second of all, to go so far as to assign agents to make informants out of your, your fellow churchgoers is just asinine to me. This is, these are your tax dollars. You give a little money in the basket when it goes around at church, that goes to the church. And then when you go home, fill out your paperwork so that you can pay your taxes that tax money goes to the FBI, and then they use it to put somebody in your church to inform on you. More news in from the America First legal Twitter account. This is a whole thread. But records obtained from our investigation into the circumstances surrounding the Mar-a-Lago raid further confirm that the FBI obtained access to these records through a special access request from the Biden White House on behalf of the DOJ. So if you recall, when Mar-a-Lago was raided by the Department of Justice and the documents on the property were seized, the Biden administration acted as though it had no idea this was going to happen. It did not cooperate at all with this mission to raid the property. And it was something that occurred totally independent and isolated from the White House. America First Legal has discovered through these documents that the Biden administration was actually behind the raid and through a special access request authorized the raid. And as you go on throughout these documents, and I'm not going to read every word of these, you can read them yourself if you go to America First Legal, we see here that the Biden White House seems at least to be using this avenue, this tool of special access request, not only to harass President Trump, a political opponent, a candidate running for president against President Biden, but seemingly to gain intel as well. So 
Of course, we know famously that Richard Nixon resigned from the White House, resigned from the office of the president of the United States over the Watergate scandal where he was using Secret Service to raid and spy on an opponent, allegedly. And it was such a shameful act that when it came to the public's attention, he had to resign. And I believe he was even pardoned, though he didn't face charges for any wrongdoing. And then we have the Biden administration right here actually authorizing the Department of Justice to conduct a raid of Mar-a-Lago. This is a political opponent. And then share information as to what was found with the administration. How is this different from Watergate? How is this less of a scandal than Watergate? Why is this not in the news? What I don't understand is why our culture, how our culture has gotten to a point where these scandals come out every week and they only have the smallest fraction of the attention of the American people as these obscure and rare and infrequent scandals from decades ago that totally annihilated the future political prospects of political leaders at the time. If Richard Nixon had done this, it would have been just as bad, if not worse, than Watergate. And Biden did the exact same thing, not to mention the fact that Biden was found to have classified documents in his private property just the same as he accused Trump of with Mar-a-Lago. This double standard is such an injustice that our republic cannot sustain it. Something's going to have to give. Make sure you call in and let me know what you think about this. 877-789-2539. After this next break here in a few seconds, I will be taking your calls. 877-789-2539. We're doing calls all the next hour. And then in the third hour, we have a great guest coming on with us. Make sure you visit InfoWarsStore.com. Stick with us, with us, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, this book, The Great Reset and the War for the World, is a historic book that documents the globalists in their own words plan for our future. That is a hellish future. Now, you'll be always, while they still allow books, I guess, they're starting to ban them, be able to get an unsigned copy of The Great Reset and the War for the World at bookstores, Amazon, or InfoWarsStore.com. But you will never be able to get another signed copy of the book after the signed copies we got run out. And there's about a thousand left of them right now. So get your copy of The Great Reset and The War for the World, a signed copy at InfoWarsStore.com. And there is a markup there because this is a fundraiser to keep us on the air. So you won't just have this historic memento and this powerful book. You'll also know that you help keep InfoWars on the air. I'm going to thank those of you that have gotten signed copies of the book or unsigned copies. But I want to encourage all of you who haven't yet to go to InfoWarsTour.com and get a signed copy and buy a couple of unsigned copies and donate them to the library or give them to the local school. This is an InfoWar. I'm counting on you and thank you for your support. American Journal with your host, Chase Geyser. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back to the American Journal, folks. We're going to be taking calls all this hour. Make sure you call in 877-789-2539. I want to start off by taking a call from Ben in Kansas. Ben, how are you today, sir? Doing good, Chase. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for your call. Nah, no problem. Um, yeah, I just wanted to touch on what you're just uh, talking about there. 
uh, with the double standard of, you know, Biden can do, can have his documents and, um, you know, have his Watergate. And, you know, it seems like there's no justice at all anymore in America. And it's just been a weaponized uh, Department of Justice. It's just attacking Christians and Republicans. And, um, you know, I don't know what else to say about it. It's it's really... Absolutely. I I totally agree with you. It seems like a a total double standard, a a one-way application of the law. And my question for you, Ben, is do you think that a new president can solve this problem? You know, that's that's a good question. Um, You know, we definitely had it better under the last administration, but of course it's not perfect. But at least we had an economy that was going. We had, uh, you know, for the whole pandemic, of course. But, you know, I think that if we can clean out that the the bad actors of this, there's a possibility. Um, if not, you know, things don't look so great, unfortunately. Who are you going to pull for in the next cycle? Are you going to vote DeSantis or Trump? Oh, no, uh, definitely uh, Trump. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, what made you I make just, up your mind about that? I just can't trust DeSantis. Um, you know, I, I, I'd like to, I'd like to believe, you know, he's the guy he says he is, but, um, you know, he's an, it seems like he's an insider, you know, yeah. and, you know, Trump says what's on his mind. He says what, the, you know, he, he speaks our language and not, um, double speak. So. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for your call, Ben. I really do appreciate that. Next, I want to hear from Jefferson in Virginia. Jefferson, it's good to hear from you again, sir. How are you? Good morning, Chase. Good to hear from you. Thank you. What's up? Well, you know, uh, the Biden administration is announcing that they have uh, ended the COVID measures emergency declaration mm-hmm. and given themselves all kinds of credit for ending it early. They, they said originally they were going to end it May 11th, <clears throat> but uh, Congress basically uh, pushed him into ending it sooner. But, but that doesn't end the natural national emergency declaration of March 13th, which he just renewed. So it's like bait and switch. It's kind of like the TikTok and Restrict Act, where we think we're getting rid of TikTok, but we're actually getting rid of our rights under the Restrict Act. Mm-hmm. Congress is sort of in on this sort of a parallel bait and switch program where they make you think we're winning when we're actually just being strung along or, or undermined. Yep. I think you're absolutely right. So what do you think the outcome of this is going to be? How do, how do, we, how do we fix this sort of thing from, from happening? Are we just doomed to perpetual entropy? Or do you think that if Trump gets a second term in office, he can, he can turn it around? Well, I would hope if Trump can get back into office before the election, maybe we can turn this around. I, mm-hmm. I don't know if, if we are even going to have an election in 2024 that we could recognize as a true election. Sure. Uh, if you see what's happening with Kerry Lake out in Arizona, it's mm-hmm. clearly that that election was, was fraudulent, and they're still acting like they're not going to bother to reverse it. So it, we're in this situation where we're, we're willing to go along with believing something that looks like election gets to be called an election, even when it is clearly a violation of what any election should really be. So we're, we're in a bad situation here. We've got to get Trump back in office some other way. And if, you know, what it comes down to, I, I hate to, to venture on air what needs to happen. But sure. uh, <laughs> I understand. I'm with you there, man. Thanks for your call, Jefferson. It's always a pleasure to hear from you.
We're going to go to break here in a few seconds. I want to give a quick shout out to the Getter Chat, and I, I hope we have a call from Lisa Marie in the next segment. Make sure you guys call in 877-789-2539. Watching the American Journal with your host, Chase Geyser. Watch live right now at band.video. Welcome back to the American Journal, folks. We'll be taking more calls this segment. Make sure you call in 877-789-2539 and let us know what you think. First caller I want to take now is Jim in Oklahoma. Jim, how are you, sir? Um, I had a couple of questions and then one comment. Sure. The first question is, why did the manufacturers of the chips only have the chips made in Taiwan, 87% or whatever the number is, like Foxconn, whoever? So because of their bad decision-making, that we have to go over there and die for some chips to spend more money on a TV? I mean, I could care less about spending more on a TV to begin with. But then, then, then they're uh, setting up four new bases down in the Philippines, and they're doing live fire drills starting today. Mm-hmm. Second one is is chaos GPT and other AI based chats uh, causing some of the uh, chaos and destruction in this country, like the derailments. Could they have an influence on that? Say like that it caused the uh, one kid to kill himself over the. Um, is the Chaos GPT mm. or uh, one of the other AI chat bots or the AI influencing some of the train operators and maybe some uh, influencing people to go and destroy our infrastructure or is it doing it themselves? Mm, that's a great question. So I don't know if we've reached that stage yet where the AI is being implemented to that extent. However, Cause I, the guy to kill himself. Yeah, I, I, I do believe that we are all interacting with AI far more than we know on social media exactly. and even when you call into places, I mean, just mix you, it in with the vaccination, the graphene oxide. Yeah. I don't, I don't nanotech. know. I haven't, I haven't looked into the nanotech stuff, but just generally speaking, when you're interacting with anybody on the internet, there's, there's a good chance that you've interacted with. So you're AI. telling us that we need to go over there and fight for Taiwan and die because no. they can't build chips in another country. No, I don't have us build Taiwan. Our own Why chips. are we only making chips in Taiwan? I'd have us build our own chips if I had it my way, but it's, it's not my call. Exactly. And, yeah, I don't know why. So then we need we to die to then because we can't make chips here? No, I don't think so at all. Okay, it sounded like that's what you were talking about this morning when you said that we needed to go to war with China over the chips. No, 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 that's not what I meant. Uh, if that's what you gather, okay. I apologize if I miscommunicated. But no, 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 I think that okay. we're I think we're on the verge of seeing Taiwan get invaded by China. Which let I, them have it. Let them have exactly. it. We're already fighting on four different fronts right now. North exactly. Korea. Now you want to send? Now the conservatives want to send the MTG and Crenshaw want to send the military after the cartels down there. You don't want war with the conservatives. Don't want war with Ukraine, but they want war with Mexico. You already pissed off Amlo. He's joining the BRICS now. Yep. So and Amlo did get put out a statement a few weeks ago about you better watch out on the information war that they send up here for us. Yep. Well, thank you so much for your call. I appreciate that. And before we take our next call, I do want to go into this article I have uh, pulled up here. Uh, I'm glad that you mentioned the U.S. and Philippines. Uh, They have begun their largest ever drills after the China exercises, which we showed a clip of um, uh, last segment or a couple of segments ago. So the U.S. and the Philippines are holding their largest ever joint military drills a day after China concluded large scale exercises around Taiwan. 
Over three days, China's military rehearsed blockades of Taiwan in response to the island's leader meeting the U.S. House Speaker last week. Washington criticized China's display of firepower as disproportionate, while Taiwan President Tsai said it was irresponsible and she had the right to make visits to the United States. So they do drills, we do drills, they do drills, we do drills. Eventually, this could play out as an actual armed conflict. Let's take some more calls here. I want to hear from Margie in Minnesota. Margie, how are you today? How are you? I'm doing I, great. I've had a really crummy week. I'm sorry. Do you have that. a minute for me to tell you a little bit what happened? Tell me what happened. I, well, I did the Teeth and Telly uh, Committee, uh, Constitutional Committees. Mm-hmm. To, uh, there's several different parts. You can await people. They want you to start with the VFWs. That's what I did. And I spent, well, and the money is not the issue. It's the frustration. I spent, I bought a buffet of 50 people, put up flyers, even stood in parking lots, handing out flyers to people I thought were conservatives. Um, I wanted to honor the veterans that, for, you know, they were willing to give up their lives for our country and show them how to go down the rabbit hole and find truth tellers like you, Pete Santelli, Mike Adams. And to know what's going on in this country and the top of my fire, what, what's happening in America? What did JFK try and warn us about? Mm-hmm. And listen, I ran out of room on the page with chemtrails and transgenderism and, you know, everything. And I had a speaker that's done really well in our, uh, uh, to trying to promote uh, for the schools and help the school board, conservative school board get on there and. I was going to speak. I had snippets of videos from you guys, Mike Adams, everybody, you know, probably about 70 minutes, free buffet. I even got 60 pocket constitutions that I ordered to hand oh, out. Wow. Uh, and I was so, you know, I was so afraid of doing it. And then I live in the number one Republican county in Minnesota. And they told Walt the to uh, stick the gun bills that he passed. You know, he's trying to follow California, uh, stick them up as you know what. And uh, I thought that was a sign from God. I can do this. Don't be afraid. Wear the armor of God. Honey, eight people showed up. Hey. And then they were like, oh, because it's, you know, it's Easter. It's a Saturday before Easter. Well, BS. The bar was full, watching basketball, buying pole tabs. I even asked the manager to go up and say, hey, there's free buffet down here, a free buffet. Come and, you know, come and listen to us. We're good Christians, you know, nothing. And I was so, I did meet eight really good people. And we all exchanged emails and phone numbers and stuff to support each other. And the interesting thing, one was a man in the insurance company, life insurance, been in it for 35 years. And 35 years, he had five deaths that he had to pay out. One of them was his cousin. Well, after the clot shot, the woke poke, whatever you want to call it, uh, he had nine in one day. Wow. And it's, it's, and, and the interesting thing was he's talked to other, you know, people in the business and they've come to the conclusion. Why haven't the rates raised hmm. on all our uh, life insurance? You know, in a normal situation like this, rates would have been sky high, right? They came to the conclusion that the globalist or the government is paying to keep the rates down. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your call, Margie. I really do appreciate it. And, you know, don't be discouraged by uh, a small number of people showing up to hear the truth and to 
spread the message that is American patriotism. Uh, because like Alex Jones says, even one listener is precious. And if you can have an impact on one or two people and then they can go have an impact on one or two people, it quickly branches out and expands beyond just the people in the room at an initial meeting or listening to an initial podcast. And I know what it's like to start with nothing. And when I started my podcast, nobody knew who I was. I didn't have any followers. And you, you have one or two listeners, and then it builds over time. So kudos to you for for fighting the good fight and putting in the time to to really make an impact. And don't be discouraged at all by a small number of people appearing and showing up to be with you because uh, that it, it's it has to start somewhere. And just keep doing what you're doing. And if there if if, if everyone was like you in our country, we'd have far fewer problems than we have today. We've only got about one minute left. So in the last minute, can we get Jeremiah from Ohio? Jeremiah, how are you? Hey, how you doing, Chase? Good, man. You got 60 seconds. Can you hammer it out? Uh, yeah, I was just going to talk about the Biden uh, crime family. And uh, I, I just feel like uh, there's white hats or there's some, there's some good guys exposing him because why are we finding out all these crimes they did? The money laundering with the, the Hunter's rental, Biden uh, leaking the documents and accepting all the payments. Somebody, somebody wants us to know that. Don't you agree? Absolutely. Thank you for your call on that, Jeremiah. I do appreciate it. And the, the answer to that is God bless Jack Maxey. Jack Maxey was a guest on this show. Uh, last week or a couple of weeks ago and he is in large responsible for the fact that any of us know anything about the hunter biden laptop make sure you stay tuned and call in 877-789-2539 i will be taking calls the rest of the hour before our distinguished guest clint russell joins us in the third hour to talk about liberty stick with us folks visit infowarsstore.com and don't forget to call in and let us know I talk a lot about the great successes InfoWars has had. I don't think anybody can deny it. And it is because of listeners and viewers supporting us. But when we talk about the crew at InfoWars, people behind the scenes, the researchers, the writers, they really have been the MVPs in this fight. And when we look at Harrison Smith and Owen Schroyer and the hard work they engage in every day, five, six, seven days a week, it's really just incredible. So for myself and the whole InfoWars crew, I thank you for your past support. I only encourage you now to realize that InfoWars cannot stay on air if you do not support us. I know you spread the word. I know you pray for us. and That's wonderful. Keep doing it. But most viewers and listeners never go to InfoWarsStore.com and you never buy great products that enrich and empower your life while at the same time keep us on air. I know that less than 1% of our listeners actually go buy products at InfoWarsStore.com. If just 1% more of you took action and went to InfoWarsStore.com, our funding problems will be over. Please take action now. Our world is so full of hype. We are force-fed dehumanizing propaganda by the corporate media, by the controlled churches and the universities. And why is this the case? Because we innately, by God, have been given the keys to our own minds, our own psyches, our own souls. And by connecting to God, we can empower ourselves and transcend the, quote, fallen or sinful state. So the chemicals that we ingest and, and all the things that we try to bring into our bodies to, to, to change who we are are only lowering us. They're only making us more depressed. In the end, they're only making us less fulfilled. It is only by going within 
and really making that connection to God that we can truly empower ourselves. That's why the globalists bombard us with toxins and chemicals to block us getting the normal vitamins and minerals and trace elements our bodies need to be healthy and to be able to basically reach out beyond the third dimension. And that's where the incredible products come in at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back to The American Journal, folks. I'm your guest host today, Chase Geyser, filling in for the great Harrison Smith while he spends time with his new daughter and family. I'll be in tomorrow as well. I'm not sure when Harrison's going to be back, but it's an honor and a pleasure to be filling in for him as always. And I'll do my best to keep you entertained and informed. First up, I want to hear Bill in Arizona. Bill, how are you, sir? Hello? Yes, sir. I can hear you. Okay, good. So first off, I want a, uh, a big Infowars shout out to Harrison for his uh, new baby girl. We're all very proud of him. Uh, and what I'd like to talk about is the comparison from Nixon to what's going on today. Yes. What Nixon did was child's play compared to what's going on today. Not that it was good. It was horrible. He should have never done it. What happens is Nixon went into office with a big mandate. He won a lot of states. And it's, uh, you know, that gave him that sense that he could get away with what he did. Right. And this is what happened with Joe Biden. Joe Biden doesn't know that he really lost the election. He doesn't know what time it is. So he thinks he's got this big mandate. And, of course, he's got all these idiots behind him that are pushing him to do things that he shouldn't be doing. But he thinks he's got the mandate to do it. And so it's just, you know, they think they can get away with this because he thinks he's got the backing of the American people behind him, which he doesn't. And so that's what's really going on. And uh, it's it's horrible. <laughs> I'm terrified for my, my country today it, with the things that are going on. Uh, and like that other caller says, there's not a lot of ways to turn this around. Thank God we have InfoWars to give us true information, because if we didn't have InfoWars, I don't know where we would be today. <laughs> There'd be a lot more people in the dark, because the media isn't telling us what's going on. My poor brother, he's a liberal, and he believes everything that goes on on CNN, you know? Yeah. And I feel bad for him, but I don't hold back on him. I give him a hard time about it, because I'm trying to open his eyes up, you know, and that's what we need to be trying to do is open people's eyes up and, you know, not be discouraged like that one woman was, because if we can open one, if, if I can open one person's eyes, that's a victory for us. Mm -hmm. So we need to keep trying, keep working forward. And, uh, and, and hopefully, you know, Donald Trump ain't going to be our savior. God is our savior. So count on and rely on God and, uh, you know, and hope 
that we, somehow we can get out of this mess of we're in a big one. Yeah, and well, that's well, the pretty thing, much the thing that blows my mind about this, in light of what you're saying, is it's one thing if people are misinformed and therefore believe a certain way because they've been lied to. But what blows my mind about this thing is, is that people are actually told the truth and then don't care unless it applies to their opponents. So why is it that when Mar-a-Lago is raided, all the leftists are up in arms about classified documents, but when classified documents are found in the Biden household, then it's no big deal. Why is it that when President Trump has a, a phone call with Zelensky, it's called quid pro quo and he needs to be impeached, but Joe Biden literally bragged on camera about leveraging foreign aid to Ukraine in order to pressure Ukraine into firing the prosecutor looking into Burisma, which of course was the employer of his son. Why is it that when there's any sort of a scandal around the Trumps, it's it's this major indicator of corruption and injustice, but then when the Hunter Biden laptop is admitted to be true later on, there's just crickets from the left about what's going on. Or when it's found in documents that the Biden administration was behind the raids in Mar-a-Lago, there's crickets as to any sort of accountability from the political left. But when Nixon has the Watergate scandal, it's enough to get him totally impeached and, and basically humiliated. It's his legacy. Despite anything else he did, the only thing people remember about Nixon are that he was impeached because of Watergate and that he brought us off of the gold, gold standard. Nothing else he did is, is remembered on the minds of American people at all today. But these scandals, scandals to the extent of Watergate and beyond are, are – are littered all around the entire Biden Biden crime family, and, and there's no accountability. So what, what blows my mind is not that people are unaware. It's that when they're told even by the sources that they trust, when they're told by the mainstream media of this corruption, they just disregard it and give, give, give a free pass. So let's take another call. I want to hear from uh, Henry in Chicago. Henry, how are you? Henry, are you with us? We need to inform the public of what laws that we need to get on all these politicians. For example, Article 1, Section 8, Paragraph 1, is for the money to stay here, not to send to other countries. Number two, we need to start looking into all these politicians in violation of Article 1, Section 6, Paragraph 2, is a moment. They get rich. We need to investigate them. And number two. Three, we need to start using Article 2, Section 1, Paragraph 8 to get all these politicians that don't hold an oath to the Constitution. They're in violation of that. We need to inform the people because people are waiting for an answer for a savior. We need to do the work. This country was founded on dissent, not consent. We're sending money to Ukraine, $150 billion. Now we're going to go into Taiwan. We need to um, uh, repeal the FDA, the IRS, all this. Three-letter agencies because they're working against us. They're infiltrated by the CCP. If people do not see that, they better wake up because we're already losing our country. Yeah. And remember what the Constitution says. When the government becomes tyrannical, it's the right of the people to replace it, okay, or abolish it. And this is where it's coming to. None of this insurrection. That's what our forefathers fought for and they died for. To give us a country, they created an example worldwide. And we, what we're doing now, we're pissing on the story by the language. But we just don't care. We're more con concerned about, oh, 
well, we're going to send some troops here. We need money to save the borders. No, we need to take care of our country. And this uh, Restrict Act, uh, Bill 686, is in uh, Patriot Act. Uh, in the spares, we need to stop that. We need mm-hmm. to stop saying, yeah, you know, TikTok, okay, whatever, freedom of speech. And also, we need to repeal the, uh, uh, the, uh, what's it called? The Federal Reserve Act. Right. Because that's who funds the deep state. People do not see that. The deep state is funded by the uh, Federal Reserve, and the IRS has been used to collect the money, just like the map. So people wake up. 87 more thousand uh, uh, IRS agents with guns. To go after people who make uh, four or five hundred bucks, and they keep track of everything, and now they're coming with the digital uh, dollar in, in July. We need to wake up and start doing accountability for all these politicians. Yeah. If they don't want to be in power, Articles Two, Section One, Paragraph Eight. You didn't took the other the Constitution, you don't belong that we can remove them. Thank you we so much for your call. Back. I do appreciate it. We do have to cut to break, so I'm going to have to cut you off there. But please uh, call in one 789 2539 We are taking calls the rest of the hour. Stick with us. They decided to not perp walking, not put him in handcuffs, not do a mugshot, because they knew that that would help Trump. Didn't they know this would backfire? We were waiting for the mugshot. We learned today they wouldn't have it, so we've made our own. And it says political prisoner. With an image of President Trump, the shirt is being printed now in Texas. It'll be shipping out to you in one week. Political prisoner with Trump on the front there in a mugshot jail background. It's a fundraiser shirt. It says Infowars.com on the back of the shirt. We also have Alex Jones for president. No, I'm not running for president. It's a really nice navy blue, high quality shirt, red, white, and blue. Alex Jones for president. 2024, it's a fun conversational piece and a limited edition shirt. Great way to fund the operation. So get your Alex Jones for President and Trump mugshot shirts at InfoWarsStore.com or by calling toll-free 888-253-3139. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. Listening to the American Journal with your host, Chase Geyser. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back to the American Journal, folks. I'm your host today, Chase Geyser, and we will be taking calls the rest of the hour before our distinguished guest in the final hour of the show this morning make sure you call in 1-877-789-2539 again that's 1-877-789-2539 i want to hear from shad in south dakota shad what's going on man yeah uh, good morning james good morning um got a different kind of take on this uh, situation with anheuser bush and I, everybody focuses on <clears throat> the culture war aspect of it, but I think. Hold on, I got to take my take my phone off speaker there. Um, I, everybody gets wrapped up, of course, with the with the culture war, and and I, that really I think is ancillary to it. And I think if they're using that as a distraction to what's actually going on. Hmm. Um, I trade I trade I trade stocks for most of my bread and butter, and uh, uh, crude oil is my crude oil is my specialty. West Texas Intermediate. 
But if you look at you look into a stock breakdown of what was happening with um, the public-private structure of that company in the in the weeks leading up to the this Bill and Mulvaney nonsense, um, it, it, there's been a massive shift from public publicly held companies that were the majority investors in in uh, Anheuser Busch and now into private ownership. And I think what they've done uh, is is basically use this kind of a move to to artificially deflate the stock price and then offset that with with internal purchases of the stock. So that, that you know kills two birds with one stone. They increase the amount of private ownership, the percentage of private ownership, and I think all of this is in in preparation for what's going to happen with the broader market as the both the equities market and the credit market you know go into the go into the final tailspin. And I this just looks to me to be positioning for they they have to do their their corporate wide virtue signal with the ESG. And uh, one one thing people may not realize is you can go online and you can find the ESG rating for any 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 company that has publicly traded stock in the world you can find an ESG rating for and um, these companies are they're they're rushing to the they're rushing to the trough of what's going to be required of them in terms of their social compliance in the same way individuals are the ESG ESG scoring and all that is going to be used and it's going to be used to predicate uh, Bailouts or prop ups or you know how the CBDC once we go into the transition between the fiat the fiat economy and the CBDC these companies want to make sure that they're on the right side of the they're on the right side of the ideological aisle so they get full consideration for um, the valuation of their companies and and the transition of their assets so and I think that's, I think that's shot. what we're seeing they're they're positioning the company for the collapse that's what that's what I see how is the ESG score calculated because the last I checked and this was months ago. There was no objective standard. There is no, and you're exactly right. There is no objective. It's a, it, the same way that the that the disinformation governance board decides who's truthy and who's not, mm-hmm. and all this stuff. It's just it's just subjective nonsense, and it's it's based on it's basically based on your your political allegiances. It's it's exactly the same as as party membership in in the Politburo or um, what we've seen out of previous Marxist. Right. Totalitarian regimes. It, it, there's nothing that, and and I can tell you this, having looked having looked through the perspectives of literally thousands of companies over over my my time, it, you, there's nothing that you can that you can tabulate. Sure, they can look in and they can say, well, the, your carbon footprint is this, or you know, your your business practices favor this, and maybe they look at their diversity, you know, and their hiring practices, and they take a look under the hood and in human resources and that kind of thing. There's nothing. There's nothing that's objective about this. Every every single bit of it is subjective, and that gives them the ability to just arbitrarily pick the winners and losers on the basis of uh, political allegiance. Right. And I think that's what they're doing with the companies. The companies are they're positioning themselves. They know they know the economy's going down, and they know that you know the 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 employer and the investor of last resort is going to be the central government. And so they're they're rushing to get in line to make sure that their ESG is positioned properly so that. Uh, their company valuation can be preserved, and all of that, basically, the valuation of the companies. Once we go to CBDC, all that's going to be arbitrary as well. And so, the the assigned valuation in the currency transition, that process is going to be right. that's going to be the, the the biggest picking of the winners and losers that we've ever seen in this uh, in this economy. And it'll it'll transition us fully into a managed economy, just like what they have in in China. But I, I see it I see it being even more. Um, monomaniacal in its in its aims of of complete social compliance i think it's, it, it'll be it'll be even more dominant even more tyrannical than what the, the chinese system is at present so 
Well, Shad, thank you so much for your call. That is a disturbingly reasonable explanation as to what the hell is going on. I, I had just sort of thought that these companies had made some bad hires and the culture had shifted over time. And so the marketing departments were making just stupid decisions because they were assuming that everyone in the audience agreed with their worldview. But I think that your explanation makes more sense than what I had previously thought. So I do appreciate you calling in and sharing that insight. Next, I want to hear from Patriot in Texas. Patriot, what's going on? Hey, Kaiser, how you doing? Good. How are you doing? Doing good. Um, I just want to chime in. Um, I feel like I'm hearing the same thing every day. I feel like the InfoWars started off strong, fighting against, you know, tyranny and globalism and on the side of God. But this year it has merged into Fox News. It is one in the same. Um, you including, um, we're fighting for Trump. It's more turned into a cult. Like, you guys are going to follow Trump no matter what he says. Even though, you know, we're all against the vaccine, we're still pro-Trump. And the vaccine wouldn't be possible without warp speed. We're all against Pfizer, but we're voting for someone that took uh, lobbying money from Pfizer. Like, we're so critical of the left, and we're creating this whole movement of hatred towards the left that we're not focused on uniting both sides. And there's no way you're going to unite both sides around Trump. I mean, I agree with a lot of the things he has said, but the things he has done, um, I feel like I control my own mind. And I've released all ties to Trump once he did warp speed and uh, all that garbage. So I can't figure out why people can't do the same, but it's programming. Um, we know the left is programmed, but we can't look at ourselves and release the programming that we were fed. And uh, I would like to know why you're going for Trump. And anything but the the two choices thing, DeSantis or Trump. I mean, it's another false choice paradigm where you're going for either DeSantis, who uh, was in charge of the torturing camps in Guantanamo Bay and did the same thing in Iraq, or Trump, who I just explained all the things with him. So they got you by the balls again, with the two false choices and I don't get why we can't just realize that I say we, because I still watch the show, but you know, lately it's just, it's, it's turned into Fox news. I mean, Owen said yesterday to watch the, the waters show for more information. I mean, Tucker's cool, but I mean, in the end it's all controlled opposition. And if you read 1984, I mean, Trump is a, identical representation of Goldstein representing all the resistance. But in the end, you know, it's all the same and it's all there just to lure you in. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for your feedback on that. I do appreciate it. First things first, the Trump operation warp speed criticism isn't a fair criticism because Trump was always a right to try candidate. He always believed in the right to try experimental drugs in desperate situations Second of all, after the vaccine was created, all of these mandates were manifest after Biden was put into office. Trump was never going to make anyone take the vaccines. It was something that he catalyzed only so that it would be an option for people because he was trying to get our economy going as quickly as possible. I don't agree with with warp speed. I don't agree with him bragging about it. I don't agree with him pushing the vaccine, but he is not the one responsible for the mandates. He is the one that is simply responsible for any sort of option existing at all. Um, so I, I don't think that's a fair criticism of him, but the main reason to 
vote for Donald Trump is because everyone who hates America hates him. And he's the only candidate like that. And frankly, if you think that InfoWars is more like Fox News, it's not because InfoWars is getting worse. It's because Fox News is getting better. Stick with us. We'll be back after this break. Taking more calls, 877-789-2539. Visit InfoWarsStore.com. I'm a humble person, and I want to say that I'm just a man. But I'm not just a man. Just like you. No matter what color you are, whether you're a man or a woman, you were made by the creator of the universe who had a plan for you, who has a destiny for you. That's why the system hates you and fears you. That's why they hate me. It's because the spirit I carry is one of justice and truth and courage and honor and will and love. My friends, the enemy's coming after me, not because I'm a loser, but because I'm a winner. They're coming after you, not because you're a bad person, because you're a good person, because you love God and God loves you. And so I signed up for this. I signed up for this fight. And I'm not a victim. I'm an overcomer. But I can't fight this fight without you. And that's why I want you always to remember that I appreciate you and I thank you because InfoWars is your fight. InfoWars is your baby. It's the thing you built. We did this together. So God bless you all. Let's keep fighting. They decided to not perp walking, not put him in handcuffs, not do a mugshot because they knew that that would help Trump. Didn't they know this would backfire? We were waiting for the mugshot. We learned today they wouldn't have it, so we've made our own. And it says political prisoner with an image of President Trump. The shirt is being printed now in Texas. It'll be shipping out to you in one week. Political prisoner with Trump on the front there in a mugshot jail background. It's a fundraiser shirt. It says Infowars.com on the back of the shirt. We also have Alex Jones for president. No, I'm not running for president. It's a really nice navy blue, high quality shirt, red, white, and blue. Alex Jones for president. 2024, it's a fun conversational piece and a limited edition shirt. Great way to fund the operation. So get your Alex Jones for President and Trump mugshot shirts at InfoWarsStore.com or by calling toll-free 888-253-3139. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. back to the american journal folks your host today chase geyser filling in for the great harrison smith there's been a lot of chat about what we can do what can actually be done talk about problems 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 with no offerings of solutions to these problems that we face and if you've ever had that question and yet have still not gone to InfoWarsStore.com and made a purchase and contributed to this InfoWar, consider doing that because the first step in manifesting the truth is spreading the awareness of the truth. And as you know, InfoWars is always under attack, constantly under threat from the globalists, from the leftists, from enemies foreign and abroad. So a small thing that you can do to help fight in this war of the truth to help fight to gain our country back is visit InfoWarsStore.com. Check out some of the awesome products, including the Turbo Force Plus from InfoWars Life, which I highly recommend. This segment will be taking calls. And next hour, we have an awesome guest, Clint 
Russell, host of the Liberty Lockdown podcast. Very, very excited to be speaking with him. Let's take a call from Tim in Seattle. Tim, how are you, sir? How's it going? Good. What's up, man? Another great show. Hey, uh, uh, just congratulations to Harrison Smith and the Smith family. Uh, definitely set the example by being a strong patriot, being a father, uh, raising a family. Congratulations to the Smith. As far as fighting back, uh, like, you know, there's so much division, um, like in the getter chat, in the rumble chat, there's all this question marks, like who do we support this and that? Um, uh, I support you guys. I support your guys's message. Everybody needs to get in the streets and be the people, the leaders that we're looking for. I mean, if we're going to like acquiesce all of our rights and then hand them off to billionaires and oligarchs, it, it, we are going to be treated like cattle. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they don't have any respect for us at this point in time. We actually can take back all the respect that we have lost by, by being so broke back by this January 6th PSYOP, by saying that, you know, we're going to be rounded up and arrested by military trucks. Uh, this is impossible. They don't have the infrastructure to do this. And even if they did, it is now time to win hearts and minds so those trucks don't roll. I mean, because, I mean, uh, authoritarian communist regimes, like the ones that's forming us, uh, forming around us, what do they end up doing to all of the dissidents, historically? They kill them. Right? So, they kill them. Yep. Yeah, they kill them. Yes, they do. And so now is the time to not sit on our asses and be so, sorry, excuse my language, but be so defeated. I mean, because it, it is time for us to prove that Yuri Brezmanov was wrong. We can fight back. We can overcome the demoralization. We can be Americans once again. So uh, as much as, as, much as uh, I come off, uh, because I get a lot of, you know, black, uh, only because I have proven that everybody's wrong. Don't fear the federal government. Fear what happens if you, if you fear the federal government, because they're more afraid of you at this point in time. They're more afraid of you going through the streets and winning the, your heart, the hearts and minds of your neighbors, the school board, everybody. Because that's, what, that's what's going on is that we're so divided. So let, let the hopium in. You're not defeated yet. You still have power. You still have a chance to come out into the streets and prove to the world that you're American. Or they're just going to round us up. So, uh, you know, there's bullhorns on sale on Amazon right now. There's three of the loudest ones you can possibly buy. Drop the money, get out there, make signs, uh, be Americans, for God's sake. Yeah, absolutely. I think you raise a great point. And frankly, if you're afraid of speaking out because you're worried you're going to get audited by the federal government, or if you're afraid of speaking out because you're worried that you're going to lose your job because of your political opinions— If you're afraid of speaking out because you're worried that you'll be put on a domestic terrorist list or that you'll potentially be put behind bars or unfairly prosecuted, just imagine the consequences of not speaking out. The consequences of not speaking out, sharing the truth, spreading the truth, and fighting for your country are far more severe than speaking out now and facing whatever hurdles or obstacles that we may face. So if the, path, if the path that you want to take is the path of least resistance, then fight for your country now because it's going to be much harder to fight for it later. Thank you so much for your call, Tim. I really do appreciate that. I want to hear next from Stephanie in Kentucky. Stephanie, how are you, ma'am? I'm good. Thank you. I'm, I'm really surprised uh, 
to hear Yuri's name in your last callers, uh, the call that you just got, because I've never really heard a whole lot about him. And that's the reason I called is because I think right now you've got the four stages that he talks about, demoralization, destabilization, Mm -hmm. crisis, and then normalization. And I think right now we're in the crisis stage where we're able to do something. He basically says that uh, if we don't revolt during that stage, that we'll move into a normalization stage. (laughs) So I think, you know, his interview from the 1970s, it's amazing when I first saw this because every single one of these stages our country has gone through. Uh, And it has taken, I think, probably it started in the 60s when they start uh, demoralization of uh, a whole generation. He said it takes 15 to 20 years to do that. And then they destabilize the country, which they've been doing for years, blacks against whites, you know, whites against Jews. I mean, whatever it may be, gays against everybody else. (laughs) And basically, that's what they've done to our country to you know, separate people. And now I think we're moving into that crisis stage where they're trying to create a crisis so big that we're so fearful that we don't do anything. And, you know, I think that's a dangerous place to be right now. I think we have been basically puppets for years now under the WEF and Paul Schwab. He's been around forever. And I think our politicians are basically puppets for them. I don't think it really matters who we get in there. It seems like they brainwash all of them, and they all have one desire to destroy our country. It's just so that they can control. I mean, I used to be a stockbroker, and the main things they talked about was fear and greed. And you have these greedy politicians and, and people who are running the show behind the scenes and they're putting all this fear into us, everything, you know, with the, the viruses and our money and everything. And it's working. That's the sad part. But I was curious about, you know, how you feel about this and how you think this ties in to where we're at right now. Yeah, great thoughts. Thank you so much for your call, Stephanie. I do appreciate it. So I am familiar with the Yuri Bezmenov interview, but I'm not familiar with any of his work outside of that famous interview. Uh, other than the stages that you mentioned. And I, I really do think that looking at history from the perspective of or the or through the lens of stages is actually the right way to do it. So many people make the mistake of looking at history as a linear thing. They think, okay, this happens and this happens and this happens and, and whatever trajectory we're on is the trajectory we're always going to be on. But history is not linear. It is cyclical. So whether you look at it as as these stages from Besmanov or if you look at it as the cycles that are featured in the famous book, The Fourth Turning, which Steve Bannon frequently speaks about, it's true that history repeats itself. And right now, historically speaking, we are in a fourth turning. This is a time of crisis that we're entering into and it's going to manifest. And we are going to have to make a decision as a people, as a nation, and as a culture, which direction we want this to go, right? Germany was in a similar fourth turning at the end of the 1920s. And they made radical changes. They they had their, their currency completely collapse and they chose the direction that they chose. And it was radical And it fixed a lot of their problems, and it caused a lot of grave injustices as well and ultimately manifest in World War II and genocide. 
So we are going to be in a position in this country, I believe, within the next 10 years, certainly by 2028, we're going to be in a position as a nation where we have to make a decision as to whether we are going to be radically just or radically unjust. Thank you so much for your call, Stephanie. I really do appreciate that. Make sure you stick with us, folks. We have an awesome guest coming up in the next hour. Clint Russell of the Liberty Liberty Lockdown podcast is going to be joining us. He's a great guest. I've had him on my podcast in the past. His podcast is great. Make sure you check him out. Make sure you follow him on Twitter as well. I'm really looking forward to speaking with him. Thank you so much for your calls this hour as well. And make sure that during the break, you check out in a new tab, the InfoWarsStore.com website and look at the TurboForce Plus from InfoWars Life. With a sustained energy blend that contains amino acids for sustained energy, metabolism, and an herbal energy blend with very high levels of polyphenols and xanthine alkaloids for peak energy, TurboForce Plus is a force to be reckoned with. This powerhouse formula contains all sorts of ingredients that can help take your day to the next level, whether it's focus or energy. Be the best version of yourself. Get the TurboForce Plus from InfoWarsStore.com today. There is a war on for your mind. Your mind is a battlefield. This is an information war. InfoWars popularized those terms more than two decades ago. And today, whether it's Donald Trump or Governor DeSantis or Dr. Robert Malone, they're all using the terms that InfoWars has popularized because we understand the enemy's operations and we know how to beat them. But we can't do it without funding. And we make it easy to fund with great products that empower you and your immune system and your family as well. You can also make straight donations at InfoWarsStore.com, clicking on the big red banner, a one-time or recurring. But I'm asking you to take action. We're nonviolent. But every time you donate money, every time you buy products, every time you keep us on air, you are literally, nonviolently, politically, punching the New World Order in the nose. Punching their lies in the nose. We are going to defeat the New World Order. We're going over the top. But right now is a critical juncture. So please go to InfoWarsStore.com and donate now. Donate now. Donate now. 